Welcome back, everybody. I have the distinct pleasure of speaking to somebody finally on tape as a recorded measure uh, to a wonderful actress who I've had a chance to speak to a few times beforehand. And I really wanted to have her on the show because she's a delight. Please welcome to the show, actress Catherine Adams. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's my pleasure. Um, I really, really enjoyed speaking to you because you have such a wonderful personality. You're, you're an open book and uh, you gave me so many you know, cool examples of the things that, uh, that you were working with that I really wanted to, uh, to have that experience for our viewers so they know what a life of an actress is really like. So, um, all right, I saw you first uh, with, uh, in a scene with Hugh Laurie. Uh, on House, which was one of my favorite shows uh, ever. Uh, I had to stop watching it because I was developing PTSD, and I mean that quite literally. It was so <laughs> great, but it was just too much drama for this mama. Um, but I remembered you from that show, so when I had a chance to invite you, I, I jumped up on that chance. Um, what was your experience like, and how did that come about? Sure. Um, so... That experience, I uh, had auditioned for the role and a couple weeks went by and I actually got the call um, at about 7.30 that night that I had booked it and needed to be on set the following morning. Cool. And they were gonna send me a revision of the script that I got at about 11 p.m. at night. <laughs> and I showed up on set the next morning at like 6 a.m. ready to go. Um, I was very, very nervous. Uh, and tried my best um, just to do the line. And actually it was funny because I booked um, the first part, which was um, just a couple of lines. And then I actually re-auditioned to come back and that's when I booked um, additional scenes. Yeah. So that was really exciting. Um, and he's, he's incredible. It was such a such a pleasure to work with him. Yeah, um, I I did not know Hugh um, you know was British until much uh, later. Uh, so you know I'm used to him being an American. I'm used to him being this uh, you know wonderful, incredible jerk. Uh, and then I I see interviews with him, and I see him in a lot of uh, other work, and then I get to understand who he really is like. What was he like on set? And how was he able to kind of switch in and out of being himself, which is a really good guy, to being this, uh, you know, Dr. House? Sure. Um, he, was, he was very welcoming. Um, everybody on that show really was. Um, and he had very clear communication. He is an actor's actor. And I see that because he really, um, each take, he likes to try something a little different. So it's to really find the essence in that scene. Um, so that it's very organic and that you're really in the moment and we're playing off of each other, which um, is incredible. And he kept his American accent uh, while we were filming. And then sort of uh, at a table read, uh, he would also keep the American accent. But if you talk to him on the side, he would definitely switch into his um, native uh, speech. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. I remember reading a book um, with, uh, not with, the book <laughs> written by uh, uh, Michael Caine. And he said, oh. you know, be careful with accents because uh, they're going to take about 50% of your brain power when you're in the scene and your brain power should be elsewhere. So your scenes are going to suffer. 
I certainly did not see that with, uh, with Hugh. I've noticed myself when I was doing an accent for a couple of roles that there was a part of me that was really focused on making sure that I got the accent right. And that took away from me focusing on the scene and being fully embodied there. So I understand that part. I'm just really impressed with Hugh uh, being able to completely pull that off. Yeah, he's, he's flawless. I am definitely not that talented myself when I have to do an accent. Um, I need to stay in it the whole time. I'm definitely very focused on not messing it up for people who have that ear. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it was such a, such a fascinating show. I, how many episodes did you get to do? Were, was it two episodes or uh, what was it? I did three, <laughs> which is great. Awesome. <laughs> Lucky number three. Yeah, because again, uh, the first one, I, I think I, I remember now, the first one is where he was in the hospital and he came in with a crush patient. And then the second one was uh, when he decided to kind of, uh, you know, hire you. And then it was you and a bunch of other people kind of being the, uh, the students, right? Uh, yes, and I was fired, which was awesome. <laughs> Listen, uh, The most pleasurable firing experience I think I've ever had in my life. I've never been fired before, so to be fired on live television uh, was something. <laughs> and how many takes was it? How many times were you actually fired in, uh, in reality? Uh, just twice, I think. I think it was quick. Yeah. yeah. To take Kate. I got it. Uh, <laughs> ah, that is great. Thank you. Yeah, you feel free to use it. Uh, anybody else? Uh, we'll, we'll make sure that that's uh, hash, uh, hash below. Uh, okay. Hashtag to take Kate. Uh, <laughs> I take it. Yeah. And then uh, you had a chance to work with Ralph Fiennes, who's, who's amazing. Um, mm. in, in pretty, um, pretty handsome. I think that's the name of the, uh, the pilot. Um, yes, yeah, so it's Joseph Fiennes, actually the brother. That's true. I meant Joseph Fiennes, but I'm not looking at my notes, which are down here. I read the lines and there we go. We're not going to cut this part out because we want to show people the reality of the show. Yes, I make mistakes all the time. So yes, Joseph Fine. Sorry about that. <laughs> you, um, you were in a scene with, uh, with Joseph, actually, a couple of scenes. Um, he's, he's an incredible actor. What was it like to, from, from just a pure acting perspective, uh, and I know we talked about Hugh, but being in a scene with somebody that's so accomplished and so so intuitive as an actor that it did you feel any extra pressure or did you allow yourself to just uh, relax and uh, do your work so the same thing as before uh i get nervous i don't know anybody who doesn't so yeah. full transparency there are a lot of nerves and just um i was really focused so I got kind of lost in his eyes, which is a downfall, right? When you're opposite a really handsome co-star, same thing with you, Lori, you're, <laughs> sometimes you get lost in the eyes and that is not a good space to be because you can forget your lines. Um, but with that one, it was a very uh, busy scene. We were very time pressured. And so it was very focused. Mm -hmm. um, and then, the director's notes at the time, it was, um, you know, let me know, good communication, there was gonna be uh, some music playing in the background, they were gonna edit in, and so it was a nice even keel. And so I just wanted to take that note to heart and deliver the best sort of, um, how do I say, it's like a grace note, I guess you could say. 
Um, and by the way, next time you get lost in somebody's eyes, you're not lost in their eyes. You're just doing Meisner, and that's what that's what it's for. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in case anybody asks, I'm Meisner, man. What are you talking? About? <laughs> yeah, it was it was a pleasure. Um, and uh, Ryan Murphy was the director, and so it was. Again, it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Murphy has done a few things. Yep. Hmm? In, and that whole cast, I, I looked uh, up and down the names. I'm going to mention a few of them. And yes, I'm looking at my notes now. Um, Carrie Ann Moss was there. Robert Wagner was there. And the person who I can't stop, you know, singing uh, aloud to Jonathan Groff uh, was <laughs> also there. He's, yeah, we're going to get to Jonathan in a second, but uh, um, did you get to do any scenes with uh, anybody else uh, other than uh, other than Joe? Um, unfortunately, I did not. I did see Carrie Ann Moss on set, but I did not have the pleasure of working with her um, aside from Mr. Fine. So yeah. still, it was it was amazing. <laughs> Such an incredibly talented cast and crew and everybody. It was it was a pleasure. Yeah. Um... And then that was a pilot, right? Uh, did it, um, was it a pilot, I think, or did they try to make it into a series? What happened there? So uh, it was my understanding it was going to originally be a television series, okay. uh, and then it transitioned into a film. So uh, I'm not sure logistics, how that worked out, but um, I'm just glad it was made. Yeah, and um, that, that was when you were still in LA, correct? Correct. Yes. So let's let's actually back people up into your you know actress uh, backstory. Uh, <laughs> you right now you're in Atlanta. That's where you work from. But you were in LA. When did you get to LA? And uh, did you start out there? I guess I'm an LA native, born and raised. Actually, I was born in Torrance, California. Grew up in Santa Clarita. If you're familiar with the Santa Clarita diet. Yep. 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 So Canyon Country is my hometown. And uh, since Hollywood was in my backyard, I decided to get into acting at the age of 12. Mm. And turned out as a, uh, a background uh, actor in Casper. <laughs> so to date myself. Um, and then, you know, a couple years of auditioning and doing that kind of work landed me a television series called Dojo Kids, mm -hmm. which we filmed in Utah. We shot a few episodes, including the pilot but that fell through as a lot of projects do. Yep. Um, so many projects don't see the light of day, as you well know. Yeah. Uh, and then I decided to take a break and finished high school and then moved to Hollywood um, after high school and then pursued um, acting out there in my 20s. And that's when I booked House and Pretty Handsome and other um, uh, entertainment jobs. Yeah. And then a couple of years ago, I uh, found myself in Atlanta. Um, I, I know a lot of uh, my friends who are, again, I'm in Chicago, so a lot of my friends moved to uh, Atlanta. Uh, and I know people from LA that moved to Atlanta because that was the hot you know, market uh, uh, to be in. There was a much smaller, uh, great uh, acting community, and there were a lot of projects shot in Atlanta. Was that why you found yourself in Atlanta or a different reason? So actually, no. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Okay. Um, so I took a hiatus from acting after the writer's strike that happened, and I took a time out to go get my college degree. Nice. Um, 
and also spent some time with my grandparents mm -hmm. and then um, pursued uh, a public relations sort of field. I wanted to go the corporate route and really try that and I did and I ended up getting a job offer in Atlanta so I actually wasn't acting um, mm -hmm. and then I got out here and everything fell through no intention of going back into acting mind you and a friend of mine called me and said hey uh would you be interested in doing a stand-in for um a television series that's shooting out there and i said sure and now i'm back acting and in atlanta and booking work so uh yes acting and i have have a relationship yeah um it can seem to let go of you and i'm happy for that uh, <laughs> me too yeah. You mentioned stand-in. Uh, I know that uh, again, you know, looking kind of at the at the breakdowns and uh, actors' access and such, I do see uh, uh, opportunities to be a stand-in. I haven't pursued them yet. Is that something that you would recommend doing? I would. Yes. Um, highly, highly recommend it. Um, it's a wonderful way to, you know, you are in your acting classes and you have your scene study, mm -hmm. and all of that is fantastic and very much needed. And then the on-set experience. Um, helps you, you know, land your marks, work with the language, how you develop your relationships with director of photography, um, blocking. It's, uh, it's a wonderful experience without the pressure of not necessarily, sometimes they have you recite lines, so it's actually really good in that respect too, depending on what set you're on. But if you can get the opportunity to be in stand-in, I highly recommend it. And uh, definitely listen. So try not to talk, but just listen, take direction well, and just be a sponge. Very cool. And um, I mean, what type of, uh, you've mentioned potentially reciting lines. You know, when I think of stand-in, the first thing that comes into my mind is love actually. So I'm sure it's not that kind of stand-in. Uh, <laughs> <but, laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. What 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 do you actually do? Is it are they trying to set up the uh, the shot and they need somebody who has the resemblance of the uh, of the star, you know, to kind of you know stand in a particular space, or they're working with the other actors in the scene, and when the star is not there, you are there to kind of uh, be that uh, you know Meisner for them. Sure, it's kind of a combination uh, of the two, right? So um, you'll have the actors come in and block the scene with the director. And then the actors will typically step out and you're watching the blocking. So you're taking notes. So you know if they crossed on a certain line that you do the same thing. Um, so that way, when the actors step out and they get touched up on their hair and their makeup and their wardrobe, saves a lot of time. Um, and there's lots of things going on behind the scenes. Then you can step in and then what happens is they can do all the blocking with the camera setups and the lighting um, with you in their place. Gotcha. Yeah, that's, it sounds great. And um, I mean, potentially it can lead to opportunities because you're right there on set and the directors, uh, the producers, the actors themselves. I mean, there is a lot of people there that can potentially, you know, see you as, uh, as somebody that they can use for another role. Has that led to any opportunities for you? Um, it has in a roundabout way, okay. uh, definitely more stand-in work. Um, I definitely take pride in being a stand-in. So when I'm on set as a stand-in, mm -hmm. I am a stand-in. I believe in doing my job 110%, mm -hmm. and that is what I'm there to do, and I'm very focused. 
Um, so if opportunities come my way because of that, fantastic. Uh, but when I'm on set doing that, I'm more learning for myself and becoming better for when I do eventually, uh, for when I book roles myself, that helps me fine tune, finding my lighting, where the camera is and um, turning accordingly. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, very cool. So, you know, in Atlanta, that's what you're doing now. Uh, what have you been doing kind of during this uh this time of COVID when uh, all the productions got uh, halted? Uh, did you have to get, you know, a site gig to support or you're still okay with the acting? Um, actually, I am uh, working as a side gig. I'm doing um, some data entry and an analyst position with a really great company. Nice. Uh, so that allows me to work from home, which is fantastic. And then my nice. wonderful agency out here has done Zoom meetings with the casting directors so that we're still um, maintaining those relationships and being top of mind mm -hmm. and kind of refining different things. Uh, lots of the acting classes have gone to Zoom as well. So scene study, um, it's always good to be studying or practicing monologues. Um, I'm a huge fan of Shakespeare, so I've been brushing up on some Shakespeare just uh, because. <laughs> Makes you better at language, I think. Uh, and yeah, that's how it's been going. And, uh, you know, certain auditions, I've had a few actually that were ones where you could book and then shoot yourself in your home mm. if you ended up booking it so that social distancing was maintained and there wasn't any um, need to break your quarantine. Yeah, I, I had one of those. As soon as COVID started, um, I switched my agent uh, right before COVID started. And then um, uh, I got an Affleck commercial. That was one of those, and this is from my uh, from my Atlanta agent that had uh, me audition for it, and it would be a shot at home, you know, a guy cooking at home type of uh, type of a shot, which I really enjoyed. Too bad I didn't get it, but um, yeah, it's it's great that companies are being creative enough to uh, to adjust to the circumstances and allow people to continue uh, creating and uh, still you know doing what they need to do from the corporate perspective. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anytime I say that I did the Affleck commercial, the first question that I hear from everybody is, you know, was I the character? No, I was not. The character. <laughs> Affleck. Um, okay. So. But did you get to meet the goose? I did not. I am so disappointed. Uh, yeah. There was nothing. And, and I had to buy all of the, I didn't have to buy, but, you know, I know myself. They said, well, you have to be dressed a certain way and you have to be uh, doing these uh, two shots. Uh, you're basically running a cooking show. Uh, at home, and then uh, you're doing the scene, and you get uh, kind of uh, you burn yourself. So uh, this is what uh, you're supposed to look like. So I immediately went to Target. I bought the whole thing with uh, all of the stuff that I needed. So now my daughter is uh, is uh, is very happy because now she gets new wardrobe without having to pay for anything. Oh, very nice. That's yeah. a bonus. Yep. Um, you have the uh, you have a unique uh, kind of perspective by uh, you know being an LA actress and then now being an Atlanta actress. How do you compare those two environments, uh, the community itself, and uh, just ability to get gigs? Sure. Um, I have found actually that the Georgia community is very warm and very open, um, extremely talented. I find that they're on par equivalently with um, LA's talent. And Georgia it, um, is new, 
So they're still figuring out some things, but at the same time, the core talent here is amazing and they're just very warm. So the Southern hospitality is definitely real. And I have found that more people, depending on what job you're in, if you want to transition into a different position, or if you want to move up as an actor, you have a lot of opportunities. Like they don't hesitate to go ahead and upgrade you from a background to uh, speaking. Or if you're in a different department, like um, you're a makeup artist and you want to transition into being a grip, you absolutely can. And everybody that I've come in contact with is very um, willing to help. So there's this um, respect across the boards for position and um, everyone's working and they are just very hospitable. And it's, I really enjoy as an actress working in Georgia. I find the intimacy of what's created on set has a more family oriented feel um, and less corporate. You can find that in LA. Um, LA's definitely got a different vibe to it. Um, but for me at this stage in my life, I'm looking for more, um, something a little slower, even though the South, the South is not slow. I mean, slow in the sense of um, LA's very fast pace. And on, hmm, how do I want to say that? Hmm. It's kind of hard to describe, but there's just something more, um, more real. I guess you could say like there's a more of a connection to the person you're talking to. It's not all business. It's also like wanting to get to know you and how was your day? And, um, it's really refreshing. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Um, the other thing that was interesting to me that hopefully you can shed some light on is in Chicago, there is a bit of a stigma of, you know, in order to, and all of the uh, shows that are shot in Chicago, it takes quite a while. You know, we can get co-stars. We may be able to get kind of guest star roles, but to be a series regular, you really probably are from New York or LA. Is that uh, what's happening in Atlanta as well? Or Atlanta is you can be a local and you can get uh, to be in a uh, regular on the show. Uh, both actually. So my experience is that yes, they were definitely hiring the more principal related roles out of Los Angeles and New York mm -hmm. and are making a transition to incorporate um, at, um, Georgia locals so that it's kind of across the board as um, Georgia's picking up speed and getting the industry underneath them. And you know, everyone's got a different style, right? New York has a different style. Chicago has a style. LA has a style. Um, Georgia has a style. And I think they're all incredibly valuable. And I think the best option for everybody is to find who's best for the role. And it doesn't matter where you're from. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that that's the case. And uh, maybe, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> maybe one of the, uh, they're, they're hopefully a silver lining if, if we want to look at it that way. But one of the things that may happen because of uh, you know what's going on around the country is that more things are going to be more local projects and that uh, it won't make sense to fly people in uh, due to all the restrictions and due to potential you know having to uh, having to not be available for two weeks maybe sure. more things are going to go to 
you know, Chicago to Chicago actors, Atlanta to Atlanta actors, and kind of uh, allow that to open up. I don't know, maybe that'll happen. I would hope so. I think in every city, you're gonna find the caliber you're looking for. Right. I mean, I've seen incredible actors in the middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. and I think, um, yeah, I just think everyone can bring it to the table. I think so too. Um, I, again, on projects, some projects you have to have a name to carry things, otherwise they won't be able to market it. There's all sorts of- Of, cor of course, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's so many other things. And um, I think LA and New York are really great that they've established and they have that history um, in them and they've been doing it for so long that it's kind of a great working model to go off of for other cities who are starting their own industries as well. Um, I know there's a lot of competition and talks about that, but I think as technology and things happen and everything becomes more global, it expands opportunities and, um, you know, I'd love to work abroad. I'd love to work anywhere. And I feel like hopefully that's the same for everyone else, as long as a really great project gets created and um, made and sent out for people to see. Yeah, and there's so much more uh, content. Uh, there are so many streaming services. There are so many networks now. There's, there's a lot more opportunities and they're just increasing. So hopefully mm -hmm. it all kind of filters out to, uh, to the talented actors that might not have been uh, given a chance. Um, Okay, I want to ask you a few questions because uh, as an actor, um, you know, and somebody who was uh, in LA uh, for, uh, for quite a bit, uh, you probably have some interesting stories. And I, I want this to be, you know, a reality of what is life of an actress like? And, you know, we speak to people who are very, uh, you know, very accomplished uh, in terms of their career. We speak to people who are just starting out. You're in uh, neither of those categories. What has your experience been like? And what are some of the cool things that you ran into? Sure, so, I mean, I can only speak for myself. I think everyone has a different story of what their yep. LA story is as an actor. So I definitely don't wanna say that this is for a generalized statement. But for right. me, I uh, you know, was juggling three jobs at a time. Uh, to be able to pay for my rent and groceries and acting classes. Um, I worked as a personal assistant uh, to some pretty fabulous people um, who were incredible and that was quite a learning adventure. I also was fortunate enough to be a casting assistant to mm -hmm. the wonderful Shannon McCannion who is an amazing casting director. And then I also got to segue and be a director's assistant for Lucky McKee so the good news is when you're working all those odd jobs, sometimes wonderful opportunities pop in. And I think that's the nature of LA, which is um, very serendipitous and wonderful and magical. I also worked as a, a Disney princess on the weekends, did some singing for some birthday parties. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, those creative outlets to also be acting. And yes, of course, I did waitressing and hostessing. Um, just pretty much anything I could get my hands on, uh, that had a paycheck. I was like, yes, absolutely. Gotcha. And what was, what was the weirdest thing that ever happened to you in whatever jobs, uh, that, that you had to uh, hold in order to pursue your acting dream? Um, I mean, 
I would say maybe the time I was dressed as Snow White and I locked my keys in my car. <laughs> and I was sort of stranded uh, in a public street. Just, hi. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, nothing too, nothing too crazy. Gotcha. Well, thankfully you're in LA, and uh, you know it's it's not uh, it's not cold, so you don't have to worry about that part. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's awesome. Um, like you could have uh, just gone and uh, and uh, started singing, or uh, you know maybe grab something. And uh, I, I'm thinking of all the things that you could have done uh, while you were in that position, but I'm sure you probably. <laughs> Yes, definitely. I think it's more acceptable to walk down the street in LA dressed as Snow White than uh, any other town. So, <laughs> right at home. Yeah, uh, I honestly would not have a problem being dressed as Snow White in Chicago, but I'm not sure why <laughs> other people might. You know, what works for you and uh, and continue to work? I know things are evolving, but there are so many methodologies. Are uh, there are so many methodologies there? What uh, what have you found that works best for you on set? Ooh, sure. So I studied a long time at the Beverly Hills Playhouse. Um, I got sort of my foundation, well, not sort of, most of my foundation there. And then um, I found that for me, uh, every project you're on is like, and forgive me, like a new lover. So you kind of have this way of like, you know the steps that you're going to take, but all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, do I, do I remember how to do this? And how does it work with this person? Um, and for me, with depending on the character, if it's really close to me, um, I like to always find the things that make people human. So for me, like I know what my tells are when I'm nervous, but what are the tells for that character when she's nervous? And so I like to make choices for my characters that put them in so that you have those little nuances that make them a real person and um, have you connect to that humanity about them. And also, like if a, sometimes I can, um, if I'm having a hard time finding a character, I want to find someone who resembles what I'm going after. So what's that walk? How do they walk? Um, what's something that they would wear. So I kind of work on the outside in to find it. Um, and the other one I work on the inside out. So quite honestly, it is always a work in progress. And I don't have a straight answer for you other than I have found that's what works for me. And then being present in the scene because something will always come up and I hope it does because that's the most organic that you have that surprise because you're, not usually acting with yourself, but off of your scene partners and there's other things that are going on. So I like to also use the environment. Is it cold? Is it hot? Um, things like that. It's perfect. No, I, I, I really, uh, I respect that and I, I get it. Um, I, you know, people don't want to hear what I have to say about it. So I'm just going to move on to another question. No, no, no. I want to know what you have to say. Thank you. You're a fellow actor. Put it on the table. All right. Well, in that case, you know, for me is I am a highly analytical uh, by default. So I tend to get into my head a lot and I tend to script things and I tend to analyze of this is the way that it's supposed to play. And this is on this beat and that's where the proper emphasis is supposed to go. 
And the way to get myself out of there is to use more of the Meisner. I, I have to be affected by what's happening with the, uh, with the person that I'm in the scene with. So I try to, as much as I can, to make the scene about them because whatever is happening there, I know that I will naturally organically get affected and that will uh, dictate and surprise and do everything else that I wanted to do. So I purposefully try to really kind of start in that way and focus out. Um, and that's why I have you know, so much uh, discomfort when we're doing kind of Zoom uh, auditions and my eyes are supposed to be right here as opposed to right there where I really want because I want to see what's happening with you. And that's kind of my, you know, my technique and works for me. So, uh, you know, I'm sure things will, uh, will evolve, but that's what I found that uh, is of most benefit. Yes, I'd love to tag on to that actually. Um, that is so crucial to be present. And I mean, yeah, I think you can tell when an actor is in their head versus when they're that when I heard it called giving to the other actor um, and really connecting. And I think I used to be very analytical too, and I still am. But when I pull the focus onto my scene partner or what's going on there, I find that also um, brings it all together. And then also because I'm analytical like you are as well, mm -hmm. I find, you know how you wish there was like, what would you do if you had that one more take? And the way to leave that for me is I allow myself, what one thing would I have done if I had one more take? And that's all I allow myself to then be able to leave it on the table. I'm like, okay, if I had one more take, I would have done this. And that's okay, because you only get so many takes. And that's kind of how you don't take it with you and like um, beat yourself up if you feel like you missed something or, um, yeah. I think the more, the more open I find myself, the more um, or the less I uh, plan anything and just kind of, you know, yep. <laughs> be as grounded as I can within that moment. And, you know, in, in particular sense, kind of uh, really focus on, uh, on Josephine's eyes or Hugh Laurie's eyes and let that affect what it is that I'm going to be doing. Uh, yes. I want to be surprised because that's more, it's more natural. It's oh, yeah. more as humans and uh, people don't want to see actors on the screen. They want to see humans on the screen. Right. And that scene that you're all giving life to in that moment needs to have that, that life. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, okay. Last question for you. Sure. Um, if there was one question, or really one advice, not question, if there was one advice that you could give to a younger, you know, acting version of yourself, what would that <laughs> advice be? Oh, gosh. You know, except for, it, except for don't lock the keys in the, in the car when you're, uh, you know, Snow White. Yes, situational awareness, absolutely. That would totally be on my uh, recommendation to my younger self. Um, but in addition to that, it would be to take more risks. Uh, I was a pretty timid, um, and I was not, I didn't develop, um, until later with a lot of confidence. So I think risk taking in your acting is really important and you can always dial it back. 
So you don't need to play it safe. Um, you can just go for it and then you can always pull it back. But try it, try everything and see what happens. Try the opposite, try something that makes no sense. Just go for it and then see what happens. Um, that's what I would definitely give advice to younger actors so that they can develop their talent and find themselves too in the process as they're growing as a person and um, be a good human being, which is also, I think, good. Be interested in people, ask them how their day is. Um, I think being a genuine person will help feed into your acting because you are that on a daily basis. Um, and I think that really comes through and shows and keeps that open-mindedness um, as you move forward in your life. Well, you are that kind of person. I really <laughs> appreciate uh, all the conversations that we've had. I, I appreciate you uh, taking your time and uh, coming into the show to share all of that with us. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure and an honor to be on your show. Um, I am so grateful to be here and um, would love to be back at any point in time. And hopefully one day we get the chance to work together because I think that would be amazing. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for this opportunity. It was a huge pleasure. It's, it's mine as well. And uh, absolutely, hopefully things will open up. And uh, again, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm wrapped in, uh, in Atlanta, just as I am in Chicago and New York. So uh, I would love that opportunity. And uh, in terms of you coming out to the show, you're always welcome. Let me know. I'm sure we'll schedule a, a time that works for both of us. Fantastic. And thanks to everybody for watching. We appreciate it. Uh, this was yet another wonderful episode and hopefully something of value to you. Please comment, please like, please share, please subscribe, and uh, we'll continue working for you. Thank you, everybody.